Well, this is cool. Welcome to the first podcast um, for Brave with FCA Brave. Um, my name is Amber Johns. I am the New York State Director. And um, I am pretty excited about this. And I don't want to like go into a diatribe of who I am, but I have a great passion for females in general. I am one. Um, and I grew up an athlete. I was a collegiate athlete, played for Liberty University women's soccer team. Woo, woo, go Flames. Um, but here's the thing, like, I'm, I'm not going to go into a great detail about what we're all going to be encompassing. But the focus of this uh, brave began with just a, a deep desire to reach female athletes who don't quite maybe make a connection between faith and sports. And if Jesus even really matters in our culture and how that affects our, our daily walk and what that really means um, on a Monday morning. I feel like the heart of this is just to kind of dig a little deeper into issues that might go past what we hear on Sunday morning, or maybe the conversations we have or had not had with our parents. Um, the topics are endless. We've interviewed so many female athletes. We actually have a devotional study on our site, fcabrave.org, that regards um, or in regards to just different topics of, you know, I think cultural challenges. Um, we get right into it with eating disorders and boundaries and teenage pregnancy and just the double shame I think that some Christian girls face when they face hard things, maybe make poor decisions um, and still want to be loved by those around them, want to be approved by uh, Jesus, not sharing how to navigate this whole war on our femininity and who we are in Christ and what that even means. So the purpose of this whole podcast is having conversations that matter and at some point teaching us, all of us, as we dig in to critically think and critically look at what the messages we're taking in, how we're perceiving it, what the enemy has for us, why Jesus even matters, why competition matters, why sports is one of the greatest tools to parallel life in this culture that we're dealing with. And you're going to hear me refer a lot to the culture and by that, I mean, it's just the world we're living in the media messages that we're getting, what we feed ourselves, what we look at. Um, I'm not a, you know, antagonistic to social media. I actually enjoy it very much. I see it as a great tool. I do see its dangers, but some of the things that we really want to dig into, and I think that you're going to find fun times too. We're not all going to be super serious. Um, once a month, my roommate from Liberty is going to come on here and we're just going to have a conversation about some lighthearted stuff, navigate some of the craziness that we find hilarious. Um, she played with me for uh, a couple years at Liberty and we just had a blast together. So we're going to bring her on and you're just going to, we're going to be able to laugh a little bit too. I do feel like sometimes we all take ourselves a little bit too seriously amongst our serious topics. Um, but some people ask like, why, like what's driving you? And I'll tell you what it is. I don't know why I actually raised two boys. I don't even have a daughter. Um, so my, my call to this isn't my own kid. Really. It's really about watching the dissemination of information and how it's affecting um, girls. And then as they become, you know, middle schoolers and high schools and college. And I just, I rarely see these girls rise up in confidence in their faith, confidence in who they are, confidence in how they're made. And so brave became a result of like, who does Jesus say we are? And does it matter? Does it really affect us? So brave, if you look at the acronym, who doesn't love a good acronym? Um, it stands for bold, redeemed, anointed, victorious, and eternal. And I do believe that that is how Christ described us. I don't believe that many of us are living in that light. I think we are struggling to find that place and that footing 
in this world. Um, and the the verse I would love for you to look it up is Revelations 21 5, because there's hope, guys. Um, there is a mess out there, and we are all fighting a battle against an enemy that wants to who seeks to destroy us. We all know that. I think he comes at us in ways that are much more tricky and much more devious than we ever imagined. And when we are aware, we become more dangerous. And become more dangerous, become warriors, rather than sitting here trying to defend our faith, we're actually able to project our faith, we're actually to live it out in confidence and in steadfastness, knowing the truth of who Christ says we are, but getting there is a whole nother topic. And so we're just going to go into it, we're going to go into it um, every couple of weeks or so, we're going to go live with another podcast, with another guest, we're searching for those people who have testimonies. And look at, we're not actually looking for the most extraordinary testimonies of all time, though they're important and we love them. We're actually looking too for those average American Christian girls who are just trying to live it out in the South and the North and the East and the West, uh, multicultural, multifaceted in ways that we can just kind of dig into what you're actually facing. And some of us don't have crazy, amazing testimonies. Some of us have extreme testimonies and they all matter. They're all part of the conversation. Um, and that's kind of where this heart is coming in from. But my why goes back to, I had watched um, uh, several years ago, maybe even, I, I don't even want to give a date because I'm actually terrible with dates and numbers, but um, it was a YouTube video and I will get the exact, I think it's called, um, yeah, I'm going to draw a blank on it. Can you see I'm doing this with no, no show notes? I'm just going off the cuff so you guys have my heart and I don't feel like it's overprepared. But um, I think it's called uh, Sheep Among Wolves. It's a two-part documentary. Both of them are two hours long. However, in there, they followed the underground church and they followed the women. And it was just so convicting, the fact that these women have encountered Jesus at such a raw level that they're willing to risk life to show others who Jesus is. They're willing to risk everything to go out and share with one person that one more person may know who Jesus is. And so I'm looking at my sisters who are living this life, who are so convicted, who have met the Holy Spirit, who have just like lived this out, who are watching miracles happen. Know that this life is not all there is. Know that Revelations 21.5 is about to come true in the future, that all things will be made new, that there is hope, that there isn't this, and they're living it and they're going out daily and that the most powerful movement, the most powerful underground church is amongst the women. And so I sat here and I'm like, how, why, why are these women who don't have the openness of church, who can't even necessarily get their hands on a Bible, who can barely meet in community and teach each other and grow in each other. How are they know? How do they know? How are they so empowered? How are they living it out so strongly that they're willing? Cause I don't know guys, like, let's talk like you put my life on the line, you put my kid's life on the line. And I'm kind of like, let's talk about it a little bit more. But here, here we can podcast it. We can go on YouTube. We can do all these things freely. And yet we are struggling so mightily in our identity in Christ. We're struggling so mighty and how our faith matters and why it matters. And it's almost becoming irrelevant. We live in a place, and that's the some of the stuff we're going to get into, where our need for Jesus isn't really apparent. We aren't pressured into having our needs met because Jesus is our only hope. And so we have to navigate a place and a time where we have things. We have our food. We have our comforts. We, have, we might have our challenges, and I'm not negating those things. I am just saying, for the most part, it, on average, we're not pressured into needing Jesus on our knees 
begging him and having to walk so closely with him because if we don't, the enemy will snatch us up. And so I think it's actually a more gradual, more dangerous fall that I see us going into when we look at the messages that we're consuming and just the, the, the small compromises that we're making in the next generation of girls and the next generation of girls we look at it and we're like, mm, we're not as strong. We're not, a, we're not critical thinkers. We're not pressured into feeling like we need Jesus on any level. And so when I go back to like, you know, we, we, and we bristle against some of those things, we bristle against some of the, we call it legalism, where we bristle against, you know, a discipline that leads us closer to Jesus. We bristle against saying no, or being apart or set apart because nobody wants to be set apart when all our friends are over here doing this thing. And so I have those conversations and I'm like, why though? Why don't we want Jesus? Why isn't he enough anymore? And those are very interesting. Those are not easily answered questions, especially when we look at everything that we have at our fingertips and the need for Jesus is slightly going away every generation a little more. And I'm, I'm tired of seeing girls struggle in the same cycle. I'm tired of seeing these things happen over and over and over again. And yet we're not breaking the cycle. We're not breaking it down. The enemy has us on like this, this hamster wheel and we're just running and chasing and always coming up empty. And yes, for the moment, some things are great. And it feels good. And we have walked away and we have our misconceptions about who Jesus is and why. And it tends to, it has us walking away. Um, we do walk away and we all can come back. And that's the beauty of all of this is we can all come back. We can all journey with Jesus. We can all do it together. But I think it's calling out things that need to be called out. I think it's um, lavishing in the things that of joy that Jesus does have for us. But I think it takes some navigation. I think it takes some harder conversation than some of us are willing to get into. And so if you're just like a, a passerby on this, um, you know, we're going to be putting them out. We're going to have these, these, just these guests on that really have this journey with Jesus. And sometimes you'll be stuck with just me, but um, I think we have wonderful conversations. I think we can get into this space where we're actually dissecting exactly what we're taking in. I think the key thing to all of this is that we got to let God define who God is and not what we think God should be. And that's going to be, we're going to seek out that truth, whether we like it or we don't, we're going to have some fun. We're going to laugh at some things that we know are funny and like learn to play again, learn to find our childhood again, but also be very aware that we live in a time where we have to think for ourselves. We have to let the Holy spirit guide us into scripture. We have to get into it because if we're not, we're so easily swept, swept away. We're, we're getting so many messages in a day of what life is like, or what life should be. I mean, what we should be consuming, what we should not be consuming, what we should look like. Like we all know this, but the temptation is so real. And the temptation is so magnified um, just in our own like privacy and in our own time together. And so the first thing we got to do is break apart the isolation. And we do, we do actually really work hard at getting girls in small groups around the country in person, not on social media, not on Zoom, where they can really kind of trust each other with their transparency. We go into it. Um, some of the things that we have coming up, and I really want you guys to, to hopefully look forward to some of these conversations, maybe maybe open your eyes to some things that we didn't know. And I know I've learned so much just in talking to these girls and these female athletes. And here's the thing, the discipline that we apply to our sports, we can apply to our spiritual life. Sports and life parallel each other so well. We accept many things from a coach that we don't accept from God. A coach can tell us to do so many things, or as a coach, I can say so many things. And these are the disciplines and these are the requirements and these are the things I expect of you. But if God says those things, man, we bristle. 
and we get so agitated and it's real, right? Like I do, a coach could tell me to run through a wall and God says, you know, Hey, talk to this person about me. And I'm like, eh, that's a little uncomfortable. <laughs> like, so I'm, I'm pushing back a little bit on those things that we expect of ourselves as female athletes and female coaches, and just as people in general and going into like, but do we accept the same from a God that created us? And so that's what we're going to go into. I have some really exciting um, things that are coming up. We're, we're delving into somebody who, who was saved out of um, just the new age movement and just that pull and the attraction of what new age is kind of teaching us about self-empowerment versus surrendering to Jesus. Um, the double shame that we feel though when, when we struggle with something that we know better, we know better because we're Christians. And yet the struggle is there. The temptation is there. The weaknesses that we have. Um, and then sometimes we hide it even more so because, well, we're Christians, we should know better. And that can be a really derailing place to be, but it's where so many of us are. And so we're not alone in those things. I have found, um, and this is going to be crazy, but I really dug into apologetics. If those of you who don't know what it means, it's just a science, it's logic, it's truth, pouring back into this, is scripture even real? Is what we believe even real? And I think apologetics really saved my faith journey. Um, I'm extremely creative and I, uh, my imagination can take me anywhere. So to find a way to believe in God, that was not very hard. It wasn't hard for me to imagine what that would look like. But when you started getting into the proof of if it was real, ugh, I'm not sure I really had a strong grasp on that. And so we're going to even dig into that a little bit and bring on some very logical conclusions that Jesus is who he said he is, that God is who he said he is, and that he designed us all. And that Jesus was a huge advocate for women. If you look through his history, man, like he elevated women so much throughout his journey. He was, we were a prize to him. We were designed by him, created specifically for a purpose. And so that's the thing is like, I want to dig into your purpose, my purpose. I want to muddle through the mess. I don't want to shy away from the hard conversations. I want to make sure we're going into the places that we need to kind of expose to the light. Because when darkness gets us alone, when darkness really just kind of suffocates us, we believe so many lies. We believe so many things. But when we're talking about it, when we're, we're putting it in light of scripture, when we're looking at a biblical world, even if we tend to maybe want to disagree or want to fight against it, what's truth? What matters? And in what way can we apply it and look at None of us can mess up so bad. None of us can go so far away that Christ can't bring us back. And there is a there is a wave of warrior girls who are trying to fight against what they have been told all their lives, what they're believing, the lies. And if we can identify the lies, how greatly and more powerfully can we tell the truth to others, mainly ourselves? If we're poured into and we're going in Christ, that outpouring can be so much more. But sometimes, sometimes we have to heal first. Sometimes we have to have some hard conversations first. And there's hard conversations throughout the entire Bible. There are women throughout the entire scriptures that had had hard conversations. And I'll get into that a little bit more. But that's the preview. That's what Brave is going to be. We're going to get into it. We're going to bring real people on with real faith struggles, with real journeys, and we're going to navigate that. But guess what? They all land back at Jesus' feet. And the journey is not always pretty. The journey is sometimes and many times a really hard uphill climb. And so I hope you join us. I hope you subscribe. I hope you get into this. Um, you can follow us on Instagram. We're really, really present there and trying to give you a window into who we are and what we're trying to do and reach this community of girls and female athletes for the Lord. So you can follow us on Instagram at FCA Brave. You can follow us on our website at fcabrave.org and you can subscribe here. So we'll be talking soon.